Praise God. God is good. I don't hear anybody. Why is that? Okay. <laughs> I have a small audience here, but uh, it's great to be here with all of you. So just give me one second to set this up. It's great to be here, and God is good in the midst of the circumstances we live in. God is great. So first of all, I want to say to whoever is watching this right now that I pray that the grace of the Lord be with you in every home. And again, my wife, my son, I also greet you. We missed you. Uh, we've been contacting uh, many of you. And thank you for those who reach out to us as well. And we'll continue doing that throughout these days so that nobody's forgotten. We are family, and we need to just uh, extend uh, uh, a reach to everybody. So my wife, my son, greet you as well. And we thank you for the, those who called us. And uh, like I said, we've been praying for, for you. We've been praying for the congregation that the Lord will move among us in this situation. So, but before I start my message today, this is a very unique experience for us, right? It's unique for you to be sitting at your home watching a service, and it's unique for me talking to just a camera here. So I'm trying to focus my attention to that camera. So just to make sure you're paying attention, I want you to say me amen right now on your comments page. And I have my phone here, so I wanna see who's paying attention. And I'll call you out if you don't. No, just kidding. But it really helps for you to visualize yourself as if you were in the church building. And it will be encouraging to us here to see that you are there interacting with us. Because this is not a show that you're watching passively at home. I want you to be engaged actively as we hear what the Lord has for us today. Because you didn't come to hear from me, I hope. But we came to hear from the King of Kings. So if you, oh, wow, good, amen. So somebody's awake this morning. So I thank you, I thank you, and I praise God for all of you. I praise God for the opportunity to be here uh, and sharing this word. So what I'm gonna ask you right now, if uh, wherever you are, to stand with me as we read God's word. Again, I want to ensure that we pray, um, we give honor to God's word. So why don't you stand with me, wherever you are. And if you haven't done so already, Go grab your Bible. Okay, you have no excuse. You're at home. You should have plenty of Bibles at home. So grab your Bible and just stand with me. I just want to wait a minute for you to get there. We're going to go to 2 Kings chapter 6. And we're going to read verse 16. So the book of 2 Kings in the Old Testament. We're going to chapter 6. And we're going to read verse 16. And God's words read, read like this. And he answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Let's read that again. And he answered, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Praise God for his word. Just, and keep your Bible open. We're going to go back to this text as we go through this message. But let's pray right now. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you because you are good. You're a good, good father. I pray, Lord, right, right now, whoever is listening, whoever is watching right now, that you will open up our eyes that we may see, our ears that we may hear, our mind that we may receive and understand, and our hearts that we may receive your word today, Lord. I pray that in the midst of the situation, you will move, and that you will use me whichever way you want to right now, Lord. That you will put your words in my mouth, Father God. Because we came to hear from you this morning or today. I thank you again and I praise you. 
for you are a good, good father. And we just give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Fear, I title this message very simply, Fear Not. That's the title of the message, Fear Not. Fear is a very powerful emotion. It can grab you, it can grip you, it can take a hold of you, and eventually it can paralyze you. The Oxford Dictionary defines fear as an unpleasant emotion, something that nobody wants to feel, as a result or caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, would likely cause pain or is a threat. They also define it as a feeling of anxiety concerning someone or the well-being of someone or the outcome of something. And we all have been there. Whenever I get sick or my wife or my, my son gets sick, fear starts to build up on you and starts to get a hold of you. And I know some of you are going through very difficult situations right now. And I know that fear is trying to get a hold of you and trying to paralyze you. We all been there, and it's a difficult situation. But the Lord doesn't want to paralyze us. The Lord wants to mobilize us. And that is the first point that I want to share with you today. The Lord does not want to paralyze us. The Lord wants to mobilize us. Because after all, he said, go and make disciples of all nations. The COVID-19 virus cannot paralyze the church. If you're a disciple of Christ, if you have been born again, and you have given your trust in Jesus Christ, then you cannot be paralyzed. You need to be moving. Now, wait a minute. I'm stuck at home. Unless you're an essential worker, which I'm not. I just didn't realize I was not essential. But if you're not an essential worker, you're stuck at home. So what can you do? Or maybe you're sick and you're not feeling well. What can you do? What can you do while you're at home? How can you be moving? Well, have you heard of the Apostle Paul? He wrote some of his finest letters while he was stuck in a prison cell. The letter to the Philippians, talking about the joy of the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. And I say, rejoice. The letter to the Colossians, talking about the preeminence or the supremacy of Christ. Because all things through him and by him and for him went or the letter to the Ephesians talking about the nature of the church. Or the letter to his friend Philemon talking about forgiveness. All of these things he wrote was stuck in a prison cell without an iPad or an iPhone or Twitter or Facebook or YouTube or WhatsApp or Google Duo or Zoom and whatever other video applications just came up now. I just didn't realize how many video applications were available. But we have so many tools today. Yet the, the Lord used the Apostle Paul in his wicked moments to reach billions. Because even today, we have those letters with us preserved for us in God's word. So if the Lord used the Apostle Paul in a prison cell somewhere 2,000 years ago, he can use you today at home. You can text somebody, you can call, you can do a video chat. And if you're a parent, you should be studying God's word with your children because you are their caretaker. You are the ones making disciples in your children. So God can use you today 
and we should be getting ready because when the crisis is over and it will be over don't ask me when or how the Lord knows but when the crisis is over we need to be ready to hit the ground running and minister to a very different world because the world is going to be different in many ways but the world is still going to need to hear about Jesus Christ and we need to be ready when that happens and how and when again I don't know but we need to get ready for that so again, that's the first thing that I wanted to share with you is the Lord does not want to paralyze us. He wants to mobilize us. Now let's go back to the story that where we got the verse from. It's, again, it's in 2 Kings chapter 6, and the story begins in verse 8. So we're going to read the story and see what the Lord has for us today through that story. So go back to 2 Kings chapter 6, and starting on verse 8. 2 Kings 6, starting on verse 8, and it speaks like this. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the men of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you pass not such a place, for the Syrians are, are come down there. And verse 10. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the men of God told him, and warn him of, and say himself there, not once, nor twice. So here we see uh, the story unfolding. We see the main characters, the king of Syria, the king of Israel, and the man of God. And later in the story, we'll find out that this man of God is nothing, no one else but the prophet Elisha. So the king of Syria is making war against Israel. And he gets together with his generals, his counselors, and decides where to place the Syrian army. But every time he places the army somewhere, this man of God tells the king of Israel, don't go over there because that's where the Syrians are. And when they move, he tells the king of Israel, don't go over there because that's where the Syrians are. And every time the king of Israel was saved, not once, not twice, but many times. Let's keep reading. Verse 11, therefore the heart of the king of Syria was very troubled for this thing. So he called his servants and said unto them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? So the king of Syria was thinking, there's a spy in my camp. There's a mole that tells the king of Israel, every time I move my army, he goes and tells the king of Israel where we move. You got to tell me who is the spy, who is the mole. Let's see the answer, verse 12. And one of his servants said, Not my Lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. The words that you speak in your bedroom. Wow. There was no spy. There was no mole. There was a man of God who knew what the king was speaking in his bedroom. Usually, the bedroom is the most intimate place in your home. Most normal people will not have their friends hang out in their bedroom. They may have it in the living room, in the dining room, in the porch, maybe even have a guest room paper. But your bedroom is something that you keep very intimate, separate from everybody else. Yet the man of God knew what the king was speaking in, in his most secret place. How? Because the God revealed to him the words of the king. 
And that is my second point for us today. The Lord knows what you speak even in your most secret place. The Lord knows what you speak even in your most secret place. And if you love God and your intentions are good, this should be a comforting thought for you. Because no matter where you are, no matter with whom you are, no matter what time of the day is, the Lord knows, sees you, and hears you in your most intimate and secret place. And it is comforting for us who love God and who know that God is a good, good Father. But if you don't or your intentions are not good, this is a warning for you. But the Lord knows, he sees and hears, and he will reveal to godly men and women. Because God will protect his people. God will protect his people. Again, it's a comforting thought or a warning. God hears and sees everything. And he can hear us even in our most secret place. But again, that's my second point. God knows you. God hears you. Even in your most intimate and secret place. Let's continue in verse 13 and 14. And he said, this is the king of Syria again. Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And he was talking, saying, behold, he is in Dothan. That's where Elisha was. Verse 14. Therefore, he sent horses there in chariots and a great host or army. And they came by night and surrounded the sea. So the king of Syria sent his servants to find out where Elisha was staying at. And they found out the city of Dothan, that's where he was. And he didn't just send a commando to get him. Or the seal 16. He sent an entire army to get this one man. An entire army to get this, this one man. So they went, they placed the army, they surrounded the city. So this is where Elijah was staying. This whole city, the whole army surrounding this city. Let's see what happens next. Verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host, an army, surrounded the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So here is a new character coming into the play. Elijah had a servant. And this servant he was getting up early and he went around and Lo and behold, he sees the whole army surrounding the city. And then he goes, oh, what are we going to do, master? We are surrounded by this great army around us. Understandably, he was full of fear. I guess I would have reacted the same way if I see an army surrounding a city where I'm staying at. And let's now look at Elijah's response. This is the verse that we just read, verse 16. And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. What a tremendous response from the men of God. Fear not. Do not be afraid. The COVID-19 virus looks like more than us, right? Every time we see those numbers, every day we see those numbers. So we feel like they're more than us. But the Lord is telling us today we're more than them. We're more than them. 
or like the Apostle Paul said in 1 John 4, 4, it is he that lives in you, that he that is in the world. God is greater. God is greater than any pandemic. God is greater than any virus. God is greater than any disease that's out there or any circumstance that you may be going through. And believe me, he wants to tell us today, fear not, do not be afraid. And this message he gave to me personally first, because over these days, you know, fear's been trying to get a hold of me. In fact, I was scheduled to give this message even before the crisis began. And up until Thursday, I had a different message in mind. But Thursday, the Lord began to work on me and refocus the message to this fear not. So the message started with me. I had to tell myself every day, fear not. And I'm telling you, the Lord wants to tell you today, fear not. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. Let's go back to the story. And I want to end with verse 17. So let's go back to verse 17 and we want to end with that. And it says, And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elijah. That is my prayer for all of us today. Lord, open our eyes that we may see. And it's wonderful that the Lord answered that prayer. Because Elijah was a man of God. The Lord is looking for men and women of God who will stand in the gap and pray. Pray with faith. Lord, open the eyes of the church that the church may see what you're doing. Lord, open the eyes of your disciples that they may see what you want them to see. Not what the world is showing. Not what the news are showing you. Because the news are just aiming at building fear in you. The Lord wants you to see what he's doing right now in the world. In the world. This is covering the whole world. Not just Tuesday or New Year's or New York. It's all over the world. He's moving. And the Lord wants you to see that. So he's looking for men of God who will pray. God, open our eyes that we may see. Open our eyes that the world may see the church. No, not being afraid. I know situations are difficult right now. I know they're very difficult. And the pain is real. I know that. I've spoken to many of you. And I know that the pain is real, but the Lord is again telling us today, fear not. Do not be afraid. Greater is he that lives in you than he that is in the world. So just to recap the three points that I wanted to share with you. Point number one, the Lord does not want to paralyze us. He wants to mobilize us. Point number two, the Lord hears you and sees you even in your most secret place. And point, point number three, fear not. We're more than them. Fear not. We're more than them. The Lord is greater than any virus, any disease, any pandemic, any circumstance that you may be going through. The Lord is greater. So today, 
Maybe you don't know the Lord. Maybe you don't have a relationship with God, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But I have good news for you today. You can have that personal encounter with Jesus Christ today, right now. All you have to do is acknowledge that you need help, that you need help with your life, that you need help breaking that addiction, that you need help breaking that fear, that you need help with your family, with your job, with your situation, and acknowledge that you're a sinner, that you've done wrong. And the Lord is not going to judge you. The Lord is going to come into your life and relieve you of that sin, forgive you. All you have to do is acknowledge that He is the Savior. I'm giving you that opportunity today. Whoever you are, whoever, wherever you're listening, you have the opportunity, wherever you are. I don't need to be there with you. And I guarantee you that if you ask the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your life and reveal Himself to you, He will do it. He's done it for me. And he will do it for you. And if that is you, let us know. Contact our church here at Shrewsbury First Assembly of God. Email us. Put a comment back. Ask for me if you want. And I will gladly follow up with you and show you the great things that the Lord does for us. And for the rest of the church, those who are believers in Christ, this is what I'm going to ask you to do right now. I want you to get out from where you are. I want you to find a place where you can kneel. If you can, find a place wherever you are and kneel. If you're married, if your spouse is there, go and kneel with your spouse. If you're a parent and you got children old enough to be with you quietly for a few minutes, I want you to grab your children and I want you to kneel. Make an altar before the Lord in your home. Just kneel in place. You, don't have, you can put your phones away. You don't need to put any more comments. You can just pay attention to the sound of my voice. The Lord wants to minister to you wherever you are. So if you can, again, find a place where you can kneel. If you're married with your spouse, if you have children, if they're old enough to do that, kneel with your children, with your family. If you're alone, you're not alone. We're with you, and the Lord is right there with you in that room, in that place. In the hospital, if you're listening from the hospital, the Lord is right there with you. So let's pray. Let's kneel before the Lord and pray. Father, I pray for this dear family, for these dears, Father God, men and women who are seeking after you. I pray that you will touch them right now. That your Holy Spirit will transcend the distance and the space between us and touch them right now. That you will hug them. That you will remind them of who you are. And if you are afraid, they are afraid, I pray that that spirit will just go away in Jesus' name. If you are afraid, my brother or my sister, rebuke that spirit in Jesus' name. Because he has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and love and of a sound mind. So you take a hold of that thought and rebuke that in Jesus' name. And if you're not afraid, praise God. Pray for someone who is. Let the Lord use you to encourage another brother or sister in the Lord. Maybe you know someone who's going through a difficult situation. Minister to that person. 
that the Lord will open up the eyes of that person that he or she may see the glorious and wonders that you are working in the world right now. So I pray for every family, every man and woman who's listening to the sound of my voice right now, that the spirit of love and power will come upon them, that your Holy Spirit will just fill the, those places and those homes, and that your grace may overflow from their home to every community, every neighbor, that they may see the church rise up in times such as this, that will come together as one, praising the Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord. Again, I praise you. I thank you, Lord, for your wonderful Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God move among us. I thank you. I praise you, Father. Move among us, O Lord. We just want to give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.